welcome to episode 17 of Live It or Waste It. I am David Guggenheim. And I'm Dave Wine, and this is the show about getting the most out of your life. If you are in the process of changing your life and you're seeking a community of like-minded people, then this is the show to follow. Join us on our journey of remaking our lives with the help of the Live It or Waste It community. The word of the week is joy. Joy. Let me say that differently. Joy. Joy. Joy to the world. Joy to the world. Joy. Joy is the word. It's the holiday season by the time you listen to this, and it's a good time to be joyful, reflect on all the good that has come out of the year, all the new things that we've learned, the new friends we've made, the new experiences we've shared, all the things we're grateful for. And you know what, Dave? I am going to really have to embody the word of the week during the recording of this program because reading through what we're going to be talking about today, joy is not something that comes to mind, and I really need to embody it. Oh, yes. To keep my spirits up as we go through this very difficult, difficult topic. That's right. And it starts off our series. Yes. Our three-part series of toxic habits. We want to eliminate all these habits before the new year comes so we can start in fresh. Start in fresh. Avoid having to do New Year's resolutions by starting the year with modified habits. There you go. So joyous habits. Yes. Joyous. We're going to take out the bad habits, put in joyful habits. We're going to be joyful about the bad habits we still have and how we're going to combat them in, into the new year. I love it. Uh, so the so habits part one. Here comes the topic, my friend. Professional victims does that resonate with you does that ring a bell is there a ring a ding ding right there professional victims out there yes we've all had probably a little little touch of it at some point in our lives where we play the pity party for ourselves but um you know Over the past few weeks, I've been getting a lot of feedback about the show, and most of it has been very positive, and I want to thank everybody for listening and sharing and giving us the feedback that we desperately need. And um, But, you know, not all of it has been positive. Not, Not all of the responses from friends have been what I expected. And, uh, you know, there's one friend in particular who is just very resistant to all of this and to any kind of advice or uh, instructions I may suggest to kind of get themselves out of a rut. And so I was wondering what's going on. And I, and I feel like this person has what we would call a professional victim mentality. And so I thought I would do some research on that and talk about it on the show. And lo and behold, what, how did it pan out? There's a lot of stuff out there, and we better get to it because 
we want to finish the show in a reasonable time. Sure. So what, I mean, should we define it before we go any further, before we talk about it to really say what, what is a professional victim? Um, or, or are we, or is it something so complex that we really have to go through it to break it down to figure out what it is? And, and I think this show is going to be a little bit of both, right? Because we're going to be talking about what the professional vic- victim is and to see if these characteristics are something that you have or that people around you have, whether they're loved ones or co-workers or acquaintances and whatnot. Because to me, it seems like this is very pervasive ideology pervasive to use the word of uh, one of our videos this week uh, pervasive paradigm I mean I think we all sort of have a general sense of what a professional victim is right uh, I mean it's someone who is sabotaging themselves with with victim thinking with victimology uh, the victim thinking is usually that little schmitty again coming out his last resort to breaking through to knock you down a few pegs to say, yeah, you, you should be angry. You should, you should want to get those guys. You should give up. And you can't win. You can't win. No matter, no matter what you do, you'll never win. Little Schmitty holds you down. <laughs> Little Schmitty. Little Schmitty. All right. So I think that in talking about the signs of, the, of a victim mentality, I think we'll define it. At the same time. And you selected a, a couple of videos for us to go through this week. Um, the first one um, that I referenced just a few moments ago, it was called, uh, again, this is on YouTube, Victim Mentality, The Greatest Illusion Known to Mankind by Doron Gerber. Mm. Or Doron Gaber. I think it's Gieber. Gieber. Doron Gieber. G-E-B-E-R, in case you wanted to check it out. Yeah, he didn't say his name, so it's, it's hard to yes. tell. But it's it's about, what, about a 30-minute video? Yeah, it's a long video, but a lot of good stuff in there. And what I took from it that I thought was interesting was his definition of a victim mentality. And uh, what he said was uh, when it comes to cause and effect that a victim will look at life is on the cause end and you and your experiences are on the effect end in other words life is just going to throw things at you and then that's it it's either good or bad and depending on on what life decides to throw at you that's how you're going your day is going to be it's going to be good or bad because of that right and this is a mentality this is and what he was saying in in the video is life throws either strawberries at you which is a good thing or lemons at you which would be a bad thing and then you react according to what life gives you so you're really not in a position of power you're disempowered in this model because you are just reacting to Right. What life is doing and you have no voice in how you're receiving it. And it's very interesting because it's very interesting because when you think of the victim mentality, you do think about the poor me 
sort of guy, you know, and he had, Dorn had an example of uh, a group of people under fire from a sniper, okay? Mm -hmm. So, uh, which is, you know, if that was happening to you, that's a very real situation, right? Uh, That is life-threatening, and he wasn't trying to say that these strawberries or lemons being thrown at you couldn't hurt you or don't have real life consequences. He was very concrete in the fact that life can do things to you that have very dramatic repercussions, losing life being, being one of them. And one of the reactions was the, the poor old me victim. We're all going to die. Help me, help me, you know, crouch down in a corner. Right. And, and and I think that's a, the sort of victim mentality that we all really sort of think about. But he had another archetype in this idea, the one of the savior, of the gung-ho guy that come, come, comes around and goes, hey, everybody, you got to, we're going to rally down and we're going to hide over here and I'm going to save this person over here and put bring them to safety, you know. Right. And and he was really getting into the interplay between these two archetypes, the the poor me person and, and the savior. And what was interesting was that both of these archetypes are are both in this victim mentality that they're both being fueled by what happens to them in life. And one of them reacts very negatively in a way of like poor me and the other one acts positively and heroically but when i say positively i don't mean like in a good way i mean in a there is a positive reaction to it right you know cause and reaction sort of sort of thing and what he was saying was that both of these things are really a negative circle that you're in and that you're just letting life determine your role in you. And at some point, life is going to let you down. And you're going to go into this tyrant sort of mentality. And, and the the heroic guy has a different form of tyranny than the, um, the, the woe was me right. guy. But both fit into this sort of tyranny uh, 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 triumvirate, as, as it were. And so... It it very much made me think of myself because I know that, um, you know, I had um, corporate uh, employment for a long time and was very happy in that uh, situation for a long time. And then circumstances changed and I no longer became happy and ended up, you know, leaving that situation. Um, But it definitely feels like something happened to me. And it has left a really bitter, bitter aftertaste in, in, in my mouth. And it's something that I've been working to get rid of because I want to um, have forgiveness for the people who did what they did mm-hmm. to me. And I don't want to have the bitterness. And I, and I want to take um, the responsibility for what happened, regardless of whose fault it is. Or, or, you know. And so uh, that just made this very personal for me. 
um, because I, I have a, a, a deep wound that I think uh, first understanding victim mentality a little bit better would help me to address. And number two, hopefully will allow me to undergo that healing and forgiveness that I'm really seeking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really what we're trying to get to the bottom line is that we want to heal and move on so that we, we don't have anything hindering us as we try to make the most out of our lives and having a victim mentality, feeling like somebody got the better of you or they did you dirty. That is something that can really stick with you for a long time if you don't deal with it and understand it and understand that it really was a blessing in disguise in the end and that no matter how horrible that person was, it's really up to you to let that go. And until you do, you can't move forward. And... uh... It, it, it's it's not an easy concept really to to take in and just go yeah and, and agree with and then move on to because I think a lot of a lot of circumstances where um, where life can do you wrong I mean here's here's one example you know somebody who sees what happened on 9/11 joins the military because of you know patriotic uh, uh, reasons. Mm-hmm. And then you get sent to Iraq on something that has nothing to do with anything. And you experience, you know, atrocities and, and violence and, and tragedy. Um, and then you end up coming back here and, uh, you know, to the United States traumatized with PTSD. Right. And so I just sort of think of somebody in that perspective that, was making choices that they thought would be good, not only for themselves, but for the country. And then seeing some really messed up stuff. And asking them to then take responsibility for the terrors that they've witnessed as a way for them to heal. And that's a pretty big load, I think, we're asking people to make. But the question is, what choice do they have? What choice do we have other than to take responsibility for our own self-care? It really doesn't matter who did what to us in the end because they're not going to come and fix it. Right. Who's going to fix it? Really, you have to work on yourself and and forgiveness and understand that you're the one that creates your universe, not the other way around. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the way that you stated it is what choice do you have? I mean, you have the choice of being right that you've been wrong, that you've been wounded, that you've been uh, harmed, mm-hmm. right? You could be right, factually right about what's going on, but that's not going to make you any better. No. No. But you could be wise about what had happened to you 
and gain gain something from it. Um, you know, as as Nietzsche said, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I think that it's it's a harsh sort of saying, but I think it's very, very true. If if you use that experience as a learning tool and take what you can from it because you know like we always said on this show is that you know there are no failures there's just learning experiences and even the traumatic ones there's something that we can take from that that we can use to you know avoid something like that from happening again or um, help other people you know there's there's something in that traumatic experience that we have to take from and then there's part of it that we have to let go like i said if we want to move on you know and it's not an easy thing to do it it could take years but it's something that we have to do if we want to live it yeah and it's this is not again what we're talking about here what we're what we're saying is not easy it's not easy stuff it's not something where you say it and just say yeah that makes sense i'm going to go do that no you have to live it you have to live this idea um and for anybody who's interested in this video that we've been discussing the victim mentality the greatest illusion known to mankind uh, doran uh, gaber um g-e-b-e-r uh we have it again in the show notes we any video that we reference in uh, this show, we're always going to have a link to it in the show notes uh, of the podcast. So you, we always give you a way to access these materials if you want to go experience them. And this one, again, it's on the longer side of, of the YouTube experience. But uh, I think he's very motivational in the way that he speaks. Um, and I think will really draw you out. It's It's one of those where you really can't turn it off because you want to see where it's going and how it's going to end and how he brings it all together. And he, he does bring it uh, uh, together in, in the end quite nicely. Yeah, I mean, I think that this episode might have ruffled some folks' feathers. And if so, um, we want to hear from you. This, is, this show is all about dialogue. That's why we have the Facebook page. And you can find the Facebook page at Live It or Waste It Now. Um, search that either in Google or on Facebook, and it'll take you right to to the Live It or Waste It Facebook page. And we, we want this community to be a two-way street. We want to have dialogue about each one of the episodes that we have. And so the more back and forth, the more feedback we get from you, the, the more we can grow and, and make the show even better. Well said, my friend. Well said. Leave your comments, and remember to join us next week when we continue in our Toxic Habit series with food addiction. That's going to kick up some dust. Yes, talk about ruffling some feathers. And remember to subscribe and share. Share, share, share. Share, share, share. Where are you going to share? Share the podcast. Where are you going to subscribe? Subscribe to the podcast. And join us once again. I'm going to hit you for a third time to the Facebook page. Uh, Just go to Live It or Waste It Now, and you will find us. And if you're looking for me specifically, if you have any podcast needs that you have to be filled, or you just want to reach out and chat privately, you could hit me up at 
uh, and me, David Guggenheim, at someonetalkmedia.com. Or David Wine at winedesigns.com. Now go out there and live it. Don't waste it. Peace and love. Sarah.